I deeply, profoundly love this country. I spent 13 years in its service in uniform. I studied the founding documents. I learned and internalized what it meant to be an American. And an aspect of that is the idea of a more perfect union. It implies imperfection, right? Imperfection is a concept that's baked into the founding documents of the United States of America. And it implies that its people, its leaders, are imperfect, but are always continuously striving to be better, right? You'll never be perfect in the sight of God. You'll never live up to the ideals, the teachings, the example of the Lord Jesus Christ, but as a Christian, you are to continuously strive to become as Christ-like as possible, right? That notion of striving for perfection is baked into the very foundational structure of our nation, right? And there's a sense of forward momentum in that concept where you're always moving towards a better place. You're always striving to do something more. You're always attempting to be the best possible version of yourself, knowing that you're going to fail and knowing that five years from now, you'll be better. And throughout my life, throughout my years of service, I can honestly say, I can safely say, that's what I've done, right? Knowing that I've made endless shares of mistakes and fallen short countless times. The secret to life, the path to God, the, the true meaning of being an American is you pick yourself up and you do it again, right? And you keep going. And that sort of single-minded, ambitious determinism to seek improvement, to live up to the standards of my forefathers, to always journey closer toward the sight of God, was tested during the pandemic. My country was tested, right? And like all of us last year, we could have done better. You know, that's not on the right, it's not on the left, it's everybody. And now as the pandemic winds down, I take stock of last year, of the things I could have done better. I know America, and I know Americans, my people are resilient people. I know this for a fact. Because we've performed miracles. We're the descendants of greatness of men and women that saved the world more than once, changed the world many, many times. And last year, we fell very, very short of that example of resilience. And it was a long time coming. It was tensions in the country that had been brewing for a while. And then we had about four things happen all at once. The virus, the riots, the economic collapse, and political tensions all at once. <laughs> and we had all kind of 
stopped talking to each other, half the country had stopped talking to the other half. And then four major catastrophic events happened. It didn't put us in a good spot. We could have done better. Because we could always do better. Because that's the point of being an American, is you can do better. You can be something more. You can be better than what you were yesterday. You can rise above your station. I've done it. Where I am now is a million miles away from the trailer park. I know many, many others that have. Millions more that I'll never meet have done it too. And I was reminded of our greatness recently uh, when we went on a trip to New York City, which is a extremely patriotic city. It's one of the great cities of the world. We were there two weeks after things had really started to reopen in June and international travel was still closed and the city seemed like it was just starting to remember who it was. And we were, I think, part of the first group of tourists, right? Because me growing up and spending the bulk of my life in the Midwest, I had always seen New York to be this claustrophobically overcrowded metropolis that was only accessible in films and television. And then when we got there, it was very doable, right? Like Times Square is pretty packed, but of course we were in Manhattan on a Monday afternoon when a lot of things were closed. So we're walking around and you're like, oh, this doesn't feel super crowded. And it makes sense because New York was so badly hit during the initial months of the pandemic. A lot of people that had the means skipped town and a lot of those people were just starting to come back when we got there. We spent the week in Queens. And Queens was fun. Bumming around Queens was a good time. Everyone was really nice, right? Like they just, they were just kind, you know, accommodating. Or they ignored us, which I don't mind that either. You know, I'm from the Midwest. That's how we deal with problems. We just ignore people. (laughs) And there were two things, two places that we visited that I didn't know I needed to see. And one was the 9-11 memorial. And I didn't know how badly I needed to see that. Because as you walk into the basement, you realize they built it where the towers fell. They built it where it all happened, where all those poor people died so horrifically. And there's walls where The faces of the dead just kind of stretch into forever. There's pieces of rubble that have been fashioned into museum displays. And I walked around there and I thought, oh my God, this is a tomb. This is a mausoleum. This is is where so many people died. And I kept having this weird reaction to something. So a lot of people were taking pictures and smiling and just kind of, you know, they're visiting a museum, right? Like, I get that. And that's what you do in museums. And I'm walking around really trying not to cry. <laughs> like, like, 
<laughs> you know, and and then I kind of realized where my head was at as I walked through and saw the the faces of the dead, the the firefighters who ran up the stairs and did their best and died anyway because they were the first casualties in the war and the firefighters were the first um, men in uniform that died in the war right that was the opening shot of of Afghanistan of Iraq of a hundred thousand other places and times and battlefields that was where it all began and that one day entirely set the course of my entire adult life my entire life is spent in reflection to that one day and i saw the sacrifice that those men made as they ran up the stairs to their deaths and it brought me back to my days in uniform i was so lucky in that my time spent there wasn't one one thousandth as dangerous right I was so lucky and they weren't and we were so lucky to have such brave men to do such noble things like that because the brave men that ran up the stairs looking for a way to stop the inevitable the brave men that spent weeks going through rubble i saw their sacrifice their patriotism their love of country their example was copied throughout the war because there was this idea that we learned in uh, medic school that as a final act of service of protection you were to like if there was an ambush and your patient was under fire you were to drape your body over your patient to protect them as a last act of compassion and service to your patient to your country and all that and i think that was an outgrowth of the initial example provided to us as soldiers by 9-11 by the police and the firefighters and Everybody that was there, the, the ones that ran up the stairs. And that mindset was imprinted on us during the war, especially when I went through basic training in 2006 because 9-11 was so fresh. On our best days, it was who we could hope to imitate. And I was lucky enough to meet such a man only a couple of times, maybe. We weren't friends he probably couldn't even call us acquaintances he was a guy i spoke to twice he was in my graduating class at medic school in 09 he was 25 and married with three kids and in afghanistan his unit came under fire and he threw his body on top of his patients to shield them and he died giving his life and sacrifice to the people he was taking care of leaving behind a wife and three children. I count myself so lucky that I got to see what the example looked like. I could look at that and say, oh, if my number comes up, that's what you do. That's what you're supposed to do. And yeah, it sucks. (laughs) 
You can't romanticize dying too much. But if you gotta go, if you gotta go, that's how you do it. And so did the firefighters and the police officers during 9-11. And so did the doctors and the nurses during the pandemic who went to work every day anyway, knowing that they could catch a deadly virus and be the next person to die in a ventilator. It happened to them way, way more than once. But if we do it right, we'll honor them the way we honor the men that ran up the stairs. Because the meaning of being an American isn't some empty, expensive thing. It's ordinary, imperfect people striving to be the best possible versions of themselves and to show others what that means. It's, it's, it's creating a world that is a little bit better than before. And those firefighters did it. As they ran up the stairs, the first responders did it, the soldiers did it, and the doctors and nurses now take their place in the line of people that stepped up and kept things going during hard times. They kept the chaos at bay, if only for a little bit, for a little while. And while all of us fall short of the sight of God, we'll never reach that more perfect union I believe that the meaning of being an American is to be one that does what they can to keep the chaos at bay, if only for a little while, as best they can, knowing they're probably going to fail anyway. Because if enough of us do that, then maybe there won't be any chaos at all. <laughs>